Welcome to the CFB Dynasty Podcast with hosts Matt Knowles and Brian McElfish. Hey everybody, this is the CFB Dynasty Podcast with all your news and notes to get you ready for your draft. Coming up here with the season is only 22 days away. Once that season starts, we're going to have all the news and notes you're going to need to make your team competitive and give you the edge so you can try and bring home that elusive college fantasy football championship. My name is Matt Knowles. I am co-hosting this show with the one and only over here, Brian McElfresh. Brian, why don't you introduce yourself? Let everybody know why you are on this podcast. Hey, what's up? I'm Brian McElfresh. I started CFE Dynasty six, seven years ago, and uh, our home league was uh, a college to pro fantasy league. And uh, man, just love it. And now we've got a big product that we're building um, with a developer to launch our algorithm that's going to help everyone set their DFS lineups, their standard lineups, and it's going to be a big, great tool that you're going to be able to test live with us and perfect it over the course of this year. So Brian talks about our home league. Uh, he and I are both co-commissioners in that league. That league is aptly named the CFB Dynasty, which is where this name came from. Um, and we've, we've been running for about 15 years. So in those 15 years, we've been able to uh, explore a lot of rules, a lot of you know different things. We'll talk about in later podcasts about how to um, make your league the best it can be to have uh, owner retention, to make owners feel like that they've got a chance to actually uh, have, have a legitimate chance. It's not based around one or two guys, you know, milking the other guys in the league. Um, but that's all we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about, we're hoping everybody that's listening to this today is already in a league or is already able to find a league. And you guys are preparing for your draft. Um, today, the thing that we want to talk about is uh, is running backs. Talk about running back sleepers. It's easy to go out there and and find a list of your, of your top ranked running backs. You know why that's so easy? Go to cfbdynasty.com, uh, the leader in getting the uh, information and notes about your rankings. Um, but we want to talk about today is some sleepers and some, some good questions that are out there about some running backs. So we're going to kick it over to Brian. Uh, Brian, let's talk about some of your uh, your sleeper running backs and some of your biggest questions when it comes to running backs this year in college fantasy football. Yeah, sounds good, Matt. And I'm going to throw it up on the screen here for those watching on YouTube. This is our Draft Central. You can see the countdown. And this is where you can access all the rankings and everything. But yeah, how I would define a running back sleeper is uh, a running back that's going to outperform his tier or his average draft position. So we're looking at ADPs, you know, provide a tool, you know, provided by Jared over at Campus to Canton and uh, looking at some players that we think can outperform that. So um, I'm going to in the screen share but you can always get to draft central where we have links to all the cheat sheets positional rankings stuff you can download edit customize for your league it's all in there um and then we also actually before i end the screen share we've got our discord that's pretty much recently launched starting to gain some good traction and we're going to do a ton there this year so join it it's free and uh it's going to be a lot of fun as we get into game week 22 days away. So, and one of the one of the cool things about that Discord as well that we want to do after this show since this is the intro show, get yourself up on that Discord, 
Uh, there's going to be a sub form up there for questions. And if you ask a good enough question, your question might actually appear on one of these subsequent podcasts. So uh, get up there, join the Discord, get your name and your question up on this podcast, and become a uh, become famous in your in your uh, in your league for being on the on this podcast. Yeah, absolutely. We need to do a better job taking questions before we launch this thing. That will definitely happen. So, first question is, and Matt, you can chime in here. I've got a few. If you're looking at the top. 10 running backs based on average draft position going into draft season who are some just outside the top 10 or maybe far outside the top 10 that could end the season in the top 10 so i've got a few uh i'm going to start with blake quorum he's one that's a sleeper to me his average draft position is 35 and a half to 37 ish like the 15th running back selected. Michigan obviously had, or they switched their offense to be run heavy. I think that's going to continue, obviously. Hassan Haskins is gone, who he averaged, you know, more than 20 touches a game last year. And that's all productivity that's going to go away. They've got solid, stable running backs, but Quorum's the starter. And even as the backup last year, he had three games that he had 19-plus touches. So that's going to go way up. You expect his productivity to go way up. And I wouldn't be shocked if he ends the season uh, somewhere inside the uh, top 10 running backs. So um, I, see, well, I see one of the guys you have on there. I'd definitely like to hear your thoughts is uh, Will Shipley from yeah. Clemson. It's really odd to see a starting running back at Clemson uh, getting having an average draft position that's as low as his. Um, I know coming into last year, he had some of the biggest hype that you've ever seen for a running back coming in. I know uh, his draft position uh, in all the leagues that I'm in, he went way higher than I expected. I wanted to get him in both leagues I'm in. I know that uh, somebody else that's on this podcast sniped him before I had a chance to get him um, in our in our home league. Uh, but to see him drafted a little bit lower this year seems really odd because I think that Shipley – has a chance to really become one of those next stars in college football. So give us your thoughts on Will Shipley and why uh, why you think he's getting drafted so low. It's just because of the quarterback to me. Like, I, I feel like he, DJU, kind of dragged down the offense last year, but they're still uh, superior in terms of talent level in their conference. They've got one of the best D-lines of all time. Not that that matters to to Shipley, uh, not all time, sorry. One of the best D-lines in the country this year. But anyways, great O-line, good returning talent at receiver, good tight ends. If they figure out that quarterback position, it's going to really open up the offense for everyone. So then Bo Collins is going to outperform his ADP, etc. Shipley, he's going to be the staple in that offense. No matter who's starting at quarterback, he's going to be that guy. And I think with his talent level and Clemson's just overall talent advantage in the ACC, Shipley wouldn't be surprised if he's one of those guys inside the top 10. So who's the next guy on your list? Who's the next guy you want to talk about that you think right now ADP is, uh, is not getting the love that they deserve? Um, so Devin A-Chain for Texas A&M would be another one. He'd be my last one that I think man, maybe he can finish inside that top 10. Um, I don't think he's necessarily in a bad ADP, but I think he can, you know, he's in an offense 
and he's got the talent to outperform that, to potentially climb into that top 10. Like him a lot this year at at, uh, at A&M. And Jimbo likes to ride one running back. And uh, even with that, A-Chain last year had 900 yards, nine rushing touchdowns as a freshman. And then he's also really good in terms of pass catching, sorry, sophomore year last year. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm very inter- interested to see what happens with Muhammad Ibrahim in Minnesota. Um, last year going into drafts, he was one of those guys that was potentially one of the first running backs off the board. Uh, he got injured, um, but it seems like, again, he's having a, a lot of uh, a, a lot of doubts as to how quickly he's going to be able to recover from that injury. But uh, if he's healthy, I think he has the chance to uh, easily be in the top 10. Yep, definitely like him a lot. And the good thing about him is he was hurt week one last year. So he's had a full calendar year to recover, train, and, and get ready for the new season. And he's got NFL aspirations. Like, we'll see. We'll see what happens with him. I know a lot of people are down on him. His ADP fell a ton just because of that injury, but it is a big injury. So maybe not guys that are going to appear in the top 10, but guys that you think are being drafted far down in the drafts that probably are going to be, they may not be an RB1 for your team, but they may be an RB2 or a flex. Who's somebody else you think is getting drafted far down the list that you're like, man, this is probably going to be a steal. So are you looking for some that are far down the list? That sounds good. So let's, let's do it. We'll do it. We can get to those. So I've got a list of running backs highlighted here. Let's go to the ones at the bottom of the list. Like Eric Gray, he's currently RB 65. Um, in an offense where they're not going to have a running quarterback this year, a dual threat guy, Dylan Gabriel is more of a pocket passer, and Eric Gray could he could see a lot more touches this year. He's great out of the backfield too. Like that offense is going to change a little bit. I think he's getting way overlooked, and he's got youth behind him. Um, like Eric Gray a lot. Penny Boone out of Toledo, a transfer from Maryland. He's another one who, you know, there in the MAC, he could he could be a breakout player, and you're getting him at great value. RB68, I could see him performing inside the top 40 pretty easily. I think uh, Dedrick Parson from Hawaii is somebody to take a look at. Yep. Uh, pretty much anybody on Hawaii that's got talent, if you followed Hawaii in the offseason, they probably had the biggest mass exodus of talent uh, into the transfer portal that has ever happened in college football. Uh, their starting quarterback from last year is now at San Diego State or San Jose State, excuse me, at San Jose State. Um, their cupboard is pretty much bare. So if uh, Dedrick Parson can come in and actually become a solid player, they don't really have a lot of other um, ballers that are out there left in Hawaii. So he could be somebody that gets leaned on heavily uh, for the uh, the Rainbow Warriors. So uh, that could, he could be somebody that's going to perform well uh, if, if he becomes the, the main guy out there at Hawaii. I love that you're bringing up the Hawaii guy because you are that guy that will text me at 2 a.m. For those of you who don't know, <laughs> Matt and I are both on the East Coast, and I watch football from game day show to probably about midnight with 
rarely taking breaks in between, but Matt's got the stamina. He'll be up watching <laughs> Hawaii till that game ends. <laughs> well, when, when, uh, I always end up having guys from Boise State, Fresno State, San Jose State, Hawaii. There's always those guys that end up being on my squad. Um, yeah. And so those games are always, you got those uh, those uh, Mountain West games that'll start at 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night. And you know how college football is. It'll run sometimes three and a half, four hours on a game. And you know, three o'clock in the morning, I'll be like, hey, BMAC, you see what just happened? And I guarantee I'm not going to get a response back until later on uh, Sunday morning, <laughs> but it's all right. <laughs> yeah. Well, when you get that late win, you got kind of got to send the text. That's um, right. Cameron Peoples, guy on your uh roster sean tyler is another one at western michigan i think both of those guys had really good years they're kind of touchdown heavy um both of them are going to get the red zone touches um tyler i think pretty much clearly is the top running back there whereas peoples is going to share a little bit with nate noel but man they're at 50 and 51 adp for running backs. So I think those guys are clearly going to outperform um, those draft positions. And they're, they're think, like uh, not exciting people to yeah. draft, but they're, they're proven, talented, great offenses for what, for running backs. I think a Braden Bennett at Coastal Carolina as well. Um, anybody that is in a skill position at Coastal, um, they could, they have a potential to blow up. I know last year, wasn't a Coastal's tight end, had the four touchdown game and had probably the yeah. uh, the, likely. the record. Yeah, the uh, the light, yeah, likely had the record point scored for a tight end in college fantasy football history. Um, you know, there's always somebody at their skill positions that's gonna blow up because they have such a great quarterback out there, they have a great offensive system, and um most of the time they've got a pretty favorable schedule just being in the conference are in, but um even when they play tough teams, I mean, look at a couple years ago, they played BYU and won. Um, they they have got a they've got a solid program out there at Coastal, and they're put they're producing some good talent. So uh, maybe maybe he's going to be maybe Bennett's going to be the next guy that comes out of that offense uh, that's going to be a college fantasy star. Another one that I like will be Tay McWilliams from Baylor. Now he's less proven he's listed here adp 40 or rb 49 and they have got a full o-line back and a new quarterback that beat out last year's starter and started and played well in the bowl game blake sharpen but i like tay mcwilliams a lot i like him a lot better than rb 49 um i think he's going to be someone at baylor who you know they're going to continue to outperform where they're projected yeah it's good to see baylor back on the upswing after uh after those very lean years um where they were going through all their their external troubles um because yep. when baylor is hot baylor is going to produce some guys that are going to win you some fantasy football championships so is there anybody else out there that you would consider a sleeper that we haven't talked about right now that you want to make sure people keep their eyes on uh heading into this uh this draft season I've got three more. So Kamar Wheaton at SMU, former five-star, went to Alabama, sat a year. Just in talent alone and that offense for SMU, uh, he's at RB27. That's not so bad for a draft position, but he could really boom, um, especially being able to get some, catch some bad <clears throat> passes out of there. Um, 
Actually, I did have a couple more super deep sleepers, but we'll get to those in a minute. Yeah, like uh, I Chase said, Brown. That's, that's, what the, that's what the podcast is for, man. <laughs> you know, you got you got the information. People want to hear from you, BMAC. So let's get those names out there. Yeah, so Chase Brown's one that I like. He's not a super deep sleeper. Let's see. He's at ADP RB31 right now. Um, his actual average draft position is 73-ish in the 80s, actually. Um, and... Excuse me. So let me give you some stat lines from a few of his games last year. So he's running for Brett Bielema, who's known for building up Wisconsin some or continuing on what Wisconsin has uh, always done great, running the ball. And he likes to ride a running back. Uh, Josh McCray, the backup, is definitely someone to snag if you want to kind of stash him for future years. Seemingly just the clear backup, but Here's three games from uh, Chase Brown last year. We're going to start uh, against Minnesota. 32 carries, 147 yards. Um, <clears throat> no touchdowns in that game, but you're looking at someone who's going to get high volume. Against Penn State, uh, so this is a little bit cheating. This was a nine-overtime game, but 33 <laughs> carries, 223 yards, and a touchdown. Um, he he typically gets one or two catches a game too, and then another game later in the year, uh, 26 carries, 257 yards, and two touchdowns. So you got to give him time to build up his O line a bit, but um, that's what Bielema is known for. So that's going to happen. I think Chase Brown's going to outperform his ADP. I think another thing to think about with Illinois as well is they have a new quarterback coming in that comes from a high-powered offense. You got the Dino Babers. Syracuse offense, Tommy DeVito coming over from Syracuse. He is the probable starting quarterback at Illinois. So that could potentially open up the offense, uh, force those defenders to have to get out of the box a little bit because you've got somebody that comes from a proficient passing offense. So that could open up that uh, inside the box for those running backs at Illinois as well. 100%. So looking at uh, RB 41 is Jaquavius Marks from Mississippi State. And I don't hate that draft position or anything, but I would clearly value Dylan Johnson, who actually outperformed Jaquavius last year. He's listed in the starter. He's at RB 111. Um, he's going to get more touches, uh, especially in the red zone, and he catches a ton of balls too. Um, he's, that's someone that I like in that Mike Leach offense. And then we've been also hearing some really good things in the spring. Let's see if we continue to hear these in the fall. But LSU running back John Emery may be finally living up to that five-star potential. And uh, just great to hear some good things out of him. But he's at RB114. Uh, definitely a sleeper as someone who... So I haven't been burned by him. I haven't had him in any, any leagues that I've been in. But he's someone that I wanted, targeted couldn't get he was a really high draft pick when he came out just hasn't lived up to the potential but maybe this is the year he'll he'll break out so looking at your looking at your list there's a name it's a couple down there i'm going to go homer here for you as you can see on the nc state homer um a name that i think everybody should be looking at for is jordan houston and here's why nc state for the last few years you've had uh bam knight and ricky person that have had a stranglehold on the 1a and 1b with the uh, at, with in, in the NC State backfield, last year they were a little bit off. 
but it's always been known that Jordan Houston was the fastest running back of the three. And he probably had the biggest breakout potential. He was just a little bit smaller and he wasn't going to be able to overtake those two guys. Both of those guys left early uh, for the NFL. And now Jordan Houston is the presumptive starting running back in an offense that brings back a ton of talent. And um, he is probably going to see one of the biggest upticks um, in their offense. Uh, the other guy that is back there that could be the, uh, the, uh, the one a to one B to him is a Demi Sumo Carnanday. Um, that's probably not how you pronounce his last name because he used to go by Demi Sumo, but there's been a ton of stuff about Demi Sumo, but you're probably going to see both of those names that are going to come out of nowhere that are going to be the guys that are going to uh, be carrying that rock for NC state this year, a team that's getting a lot of preseason love, which makes me super happy. Uh, probably they've had some of their highest uh, preseason uh, poll ranks in history. And I think that both uh, Demi Sumo and Jordan Houston are probably going to play a part in that. Yeah, that's legit. Uh, one last deep sleeper. So Amante Watkins, um, he's at ADP 124, RB 124, sorry. And um, he transferred over from TCU to New Mexico State. And he's someone who's a super fast running back. Um clearly going to be the starter in a, in a good running offense. He's someone to target later in drafts as uh, you know, potential breakout there. All right. So if you are done with your sleepers at running back, let's talk about if you have them on the top of your head, what are some of the biggest questions that you have coming into this season? It could be guys at the top of the list. It could be, what are they doing? Um, it could be, why are these guys at a specific school? What are some of your biggest questions or some of the things you are anticipating seeing actually transpire out of running backs in college fantasy this year? I was so stoked to see. So I, in, a, in the home league, obviously, I've got Zach Evans, who was at TCU. I've got Jackson Dart, who was at USC. And both of them transferred into Ole Miss. And Love drafting out of Lane Kiffin offenses. But the backup to Zach Evans, what was Ulysses Bentley thinking? Uh, yeah. Really kind of hurt his fantasy value. Not that he's really thinking about it. Maybe he's got NFL aspirations, but he's clearly going to be the backup potentially for two years unless Zach Evans goes pro early. Yeah, I feel the same way about Michigan State. When you've got a Barger, who was the presumptive starter, going into last year for Wisconsin, who got beat out by Chaz Malusi. Um, he transfers to Michigan State, as does Jarek Broussard from Colorado State. Uh, Broussard makes sense because he followed one of his coaches to Michigan State, but it seems kind of odd. You got these two guys that could have been in much better positions uh, going there, and they're probably going to be vulturing each other as far as yards and productivity. So I think it's going to be interesting to see how the uh, Michigan State running back situation plays out. Yeah, uh, Berger had a really good spring. We'll see if that continues into the fall. And now this is when Jarek Broussard comes in because he wasn't there for the spring. So we'll kind of see how that shakes out. That's going to be one of those follow the, the fall practice reports and see what happens. And I think Wisconsin uh, is another one where normally you know going into a season, you know who's going to be the big bell cow at Wisconsin. Wisconsin is just known for always having those huge stat line running backs. And last year, everybody thought it was going to be Barger. And at the last minute, Malusi came in and beat him out. And I remember that uh, 
that really well. I got him as a sleeper in our draft. And didn't you pick up Barger last year? Was that was that your guy? Berger uh, was my guy. Yep. Yep. And that was uh, that was one that Brian was cursing my name over uh, my <laughs> guy beating him out. But then you, would, I'm like, okay, cool. Malusi's going to be there for a couple years. He gets injured, and now Braylon Allen is looking like he's going to be the presumptive starter coming in. And so you don't really know when Malusi is healthy, is he going to start vulturing some of those Braylon Allen yards? Hundred percent, man. It's going to be super interesting to see what happens there but everybody is pretty much all in on braylon allen and i don't blame him he was a beast to end the season so who is somebody that you are it doesn't matter they could be at the top of your list who's somebody that you are the most excited about seeing what their production is going to be this year if you could pick one guy that you're like wow i can't wait to see what happens who's your guy when it comes to just watching them i've got a couple like A-Chain, he's super fun to watch, incredibly fast. Let's see how he does with the full bulk of carries. Some people are compl not complaining, but just criticizing, saying he's a little bit too small, and Jimbo, in classic Jimbo fa fashion, disagreed. So <clears throat> we'll see. We'll see how that happens. I am a little worried about um, the backup there taking some goal line carries, but we'll see there. And then just Jameer Gibbs coming over from Georgia Tech to Bama. He's a top five fantasy running back. But just in terms of watching what he can do in that offense where they're so worried about the weapons and Bryce Young, and he's not going to be just the clear, oh, stop Jameer Gibbs. Now he's just in a offense that's loaded with talent. So we'll see what he can do one-on-one -on -one in the open field he's gonna have a heck of a year yeah i think jameer gibbs is probably the one guy when you see when you see somebody transferring from an ohio state last year or a georgia tech this year coming into that offense as a weapon and and seeing what they can do um i think jameer gibbs probably has the chance to be the biggest breakout potentially the the number one running back in college fantasy not saying he is right now but statistically he could be if he stays healthy all year that could be a uh that could be a boon of a of a transfer. Yep, absolutely. Especially just when you think about like Travion Henderson, who is ultimate talent. Ohio State's probably going to blow out a ton of teams. Will he be playing in the second half a lot of these games and certainly not the fourth quarter? Um, Alabama might be. Um, those are some of those kind of things that could set apart one running back from the other. I do like uh, Sean Tucker as well from Syracuse. Syracuse is an offense that's in transition. It used to be the, uh, we're going to Dino Babers blow it up with, uh, you know, passing the ball. Like it's, there's no tomorrow. Sean Tucker came on at the end of the season last year and uh, really started putting up some great stat lines. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing if that, that trend continues and uh, he becomes the, uh, the, the top offensive threat at Syracuse or if uh, Syracuse transfers back a little bit to their, their passing ways. But I think Sean Tucker is going to be an interesting, uh, Interesting running back to pay attention to this year as well. With the new OC that's coming in, we kind of expect them to go a little bit more pass heavy than last year, but that just means Tucker's going to catch a lot of balls too, and he's good at that. Um, so I, I think I'm good on sleepers. If you have any that you think we missed, of course, let us know. Um, hop in the Discord. We love to just kind of chit chat with everyone, but we're going to be looking to launch a league this year 
and it's going to be like an annual CFB Dynasty member league. So join in the Discord. Discord. You can get to it from the site anywhere. It's the little purple icon on the bottom right. You'll find it, or you can find it in the top navigation. Um, or just reach out and ask. We'll give you a link to it. So Brian, um, if somebody yeah. is if somebody is excited and they're like, man, I need to be able to uh, take my drafting and my knowledge to the next level, let them know, show them, tell them how they need to uh, sign up to become a member at CFBDynasty.com. Yeah, so you can go to the homepage, you can go to the rankings page, you can go to Draft Central, and it's all there where you can have the same kind of login. I'll add this back to the stream. So you can see that you can log in right from Draft Central right here next to the countdown. And that's where you can log in, sign up, and boom, all the links will start to work for you. You can click into the cheat sheet, like I'll click into quarterback rankings, and then you'll see the spreadsheet with all the data and everything pop up. You can customize this. So if you're in an SEC-only league, hey, just go ahead and you can either export this, and I do have a video on how to create some filters in Excel or Google Sheets to help you eliminate some of this. Or you can just use these search features up at the top um, where you can search for you know, conference, you can search for players, whatever you want to do. But the, the search is extremely good, and the rankings are deep. So quarterbacks go, we go deeper than 300 quarterbacks. Um, running backs, we have more then i think we have like 390 or something like that and the receiver is like 600 plus so plenty uh depending on the type of league that you have you can customize this any kind of way um, and, uh, and, and that's just and unlike, feedback yeah, unlike in, from yeah. people over the years and unlike in pros where you can pretty much go to any site that's out there and get pretty much the same information if you're a fan of college fantasy football, you know that there is not as many sites out there that's going to give you in-depth, detailed uh, information that's going to help you take your team to the next level. CFB Dynasty was, was designed uh, out of the need for there to be a deeper, uh, intelligent site out there for this information. So what you're seeing right now on the screen for Brian, that's somebody who is actually uh, logged in as a member. If you just go up there and you're not signed in, you're not going to get the same information. So it is actually going to behoove you to go up there and get yourself a CFBDynasty.com uh, login and membership because you're going to have the benefits of getting this information that other guys in your league may not have. Absolutely, and we're stoked about it. We put a lot of time into it. And in season, we'll have weekly rankings. We'll do DFS stuff every week, and uh, the Discord is where you're going to get a lot of that communication. So join in. Um, it's it's free and it's fun. We got a lot of college football degenerates in there. Um, <clears throat> and then, yeah, we'll have more on this league that we're going to launch uh, very soon. Matt, what do you think in terms of the setup here? So we want to make it big. We want to make a big deal about it on the site and really kind of promote weekly how things are going, who's doing well, who's doing horrible. And... Um, make fun of the people that are awful, put it front and center on the website and just have a fun time <laughs> with it because college football is awesome. Well, so if we had 30 teams, that... 50 teams, separate player pools, what are you thinking? Best ball, redraft, standard? 
I, I just think we should uh, we should kind of leave it up to Discord. Let's see what the people on the Discord think and see what their what their thought is. Um, and uh, we could just get something fun started. Like you said, I do think that it being a a, a, a yearly redraft league, whether we're not worried about dynasty. I know that's one of the big things with ours being a college pro dynasty. One of the the uh, the foundational leagues that actually started doing the college to pro dynasty leagues. That's a it's a it's a tough league, and it's it's a you have to draft with a completely different thought process. I remember uh, Brian and one of the guys in that league, uh, Mike Dillingham, used to go down to uh, the, the high school all-star games. And they would literally go to game, Tampa, yep. go to the high school all-star games. And I remember them actually drafted Julio Jones because of him playing in a high school all-star game. I remember for very clearly that you guys scouted him out of high school because you're like, this guy is going to be on my pro team. Unbelievable. Absolutely. Don't have to worry about that. And, don't have to worry about that in a, in a redraft league. So it'll be fun to actually draft something where if your team sucks, you get to go and re recreate it the next year. You know, you can be worried about single year performance, not what's going to happen eight years from now. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> Right. Yeah. I think we'll keep it simple with redraft, but what we do with the player pool and how many teams we allow in, that will be fun. Yeah, I think I think let's see what the what the interest is that's out there. I'd love to see some guys from uh, some of the other big sites, some of the guys from our from I would say our experts league. Our league's been going on for 15 years, and if the guys in our league can't call themselves experts after 15 years, what are they doing? <laughs> and we've <laughs> talked about doing a promotion relegation too, where we have two separate leagues where you've got to earn your way back into the the big boy, the you know the deep end of the pool there with with all the best of the best, and we'll include all of our guys hopefully from our home league that you guys can compete against. But uh, we'll have a good time and just have fun, you know, making fun of people and seeing how bad they do. Or maybe I'll suck. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> it happens to all of us. Um, so, Brian, is there anything else you want to cover on this podcast, this introductory podcast for the 2022 season uh, no, to get people excited? No, I think we're good. Uh, next, we'll be going over sleeper wide receivers next week. And, um, man, we'll just be a lot closer to the draft. And our home league draft is, what, a week from Sunday? A week, a week from Sunday, yep. Perfect. So, uh, Brian, where can people find you where can they find CFB if they're not listening to this podcast? They want to get more information, whether it be on Instagram or on Twitter. How can they how can they follow CFB Dynasty elsewhere? Yeah, mostly Twitter. CF at CFB Dynasty um, is where I'll, it's mostly me tweeting from that, and then um, the website, the Discord. That's where all the value is. That's where we want to join, build the community, and. Uh, keep the communication kind of flowing there in the discord yeah my name is matt Knowles. i am a comic writer content creator at symmetry creations uh, i've got a couple of shows out of state oh as brian said earlier we're on the east coast i'm in florida got a few florida shows coming up but i'm also going to be at GeekCon in louisiana on the 19th to the 21st of august so if you're out there at GeekCon and you want to go meet me and you want to go talk some college fantasy football we're out there slinging comics or hosting panels that sounds good also going to be at New York Comic-Con in uh, October, which is going to be pretty cool. Going to be up in New York for four days at the uh, the granddaddy of them all at New York Comic-Con. So, uh, you know, if you want to come out there, if you you see me out there in my steampunk and you want to talk college fantasy football, let's do it. And you should totally wear that sometime. We can podcast live from there if you want. <laughs> <laughs>
hey, we'll figure something out, man. We'll do it. <laughs> All right. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks, Matt. All right. Good stuff. See you later, guys. See you guys.